So when we have physical or like mental illness, uh, I think a very few of us actually think about healing like the spirit. Like you don't ever think, well, I have this pain in my, you know, leg or organ, one of my organs, I'm going to go get some spiritual healing. And I, and I totally get it. I mean, we totally are a society that has been absolutely educated out of our spirituality and only into our logical mind. Yes, I totally get it. But what we need to understand that healing of the mind is very important and as, as it relates to healing the body, but up to a specific point and eventually we must all include the spiritual aspect to truly be able to heal. It is really our spirit, it's our soul that must integrate information from our minds to make sense of the world we experience to truly enjoy and be happy. And if we cannot heal on the level of that healing, which is of the soul, of the spirit, then nothing will be permanent and the mind will always find a way to break down. The term mind is used to represent the activating agent of spirit. How beautiful is that? Supplying its creative energy and you yourself are spirit having this human experience. Did you know that? This is the big awakening that is happening right now. Today on the Sovereign Woman Movement podcast, we're going to be talking about why it is absolutely imperative that we bring healing to the spirit, the three reasons, as well as two ways that you yourself can start to begin this process. So welcome, 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 Satnam. How's everyone doing? Welcome to today's A Sovereign Woman Movement podcast show, where we believe that all women can holistically heal body, mind, and spirit in order to break ancestral karmic cycles in their lineage, all with my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga Therapy and Spiritual Psychotherapy. And this goddesses is our movement. And this is such an amazing time to be alive. And we welcome you all to our community with open, open hearts. Sadnam, everyone. Welcome. Happy, happy moon day. What a week to be alive. I will say that for me, my week has felt like a complete, probably a psychedelic mother ayahuasca experience. And the reason that is, and before we get into it, I want to talk about this incredibly rare event that is happening in the skies right now in the, in the cosmos actually tomorrow. And the reason I want to talk about it is because, because of this cosmic event that is happening, <clears throat> many of us are awakening spiritually. We're tapping into these powers within of intuition, of receiving signs of communication. And this event that is happening tomorrow is a tipping point. It's a crossroads in this mass awakening that is happening. And in this also a realization and embodiment of what it means to be a spirit having a human experience and why that even benefits us in this time and age, right? And so tomorrow, I've been talking about this in my community like for the last few months because this, uh, this uh, conjunction that is happening tomorrow only happens every 165 years. And it is, the, it is the max, it's the climax of the energy of all of 2022. So for a long time, I've been talking about how 2022, that number itself, 22, has always been a guiding number for me in my life, uh, always signifying you're on the right path. Like anytime... I had a question whether I was 
actually listening to my intuition or listening to that voice of fear, I would always see that number like affirming to me, like keep going, you know, you're on the right path. And that's what 2022 really is about. But there's, like I said, energies of extremes, right? Well, those that are continuing to stick to the old ways of success, of thriving, of health, of how we make money are suffering tremendously because those are falling apart very quickly. And this uh, conjunction that comes to us tomorrow is Jupiter, Neptune, conjunct Pisces. So imagine in the skies uh, during this time, before we even had telescopes, we had people like Galileo who noticed this alignment. This alignment only happens every 165 years. The last time this happened was on March 17th. 1856. So it's a long time. And unless you're going to live another 165 years, you're just not going to experience something like this. And the beauty about this is that the influence of the planets, wherever they sit, there's a deep influence on our, uh, on our psyche, on you as a human being having this experience because everything is energy. And as the planets sit in specific ways or manners, they basically create energetic imprints and frequency that then impact our emotions they impact who we are as human beings and that's why your astrological chart actually is like we all want like a blueprint of our life well there you go you have it it's your astrological chart that tells you a lot about you what you're here to learn what you're here to develop and also how these specific cosmic transits impact you because not only am I going to talk about like the overall message of what this means tomorrow but then you can take this even further and now we live in such an amazing time where you can download a free astrological chart online and basically uh, figure out what these transits actually mean to you and so tomorrow is a very it's a huge opportunity for us it's a huge opportunity for uh, transformation and it's the big renaissance of the spirit that is awakening within us that we ourselves are God herself realizing herself through this experience that we call life. And the reason a lot of this is happening is also because many of us have or or are doing the inner work where we're learning to release shame and guilt and learning to forgive. And through that, tapping into this higher states of consciousness where we can see ourselves as daughters of the highest being as God herself realizing herself through you. And this energy is, is very spiritual. And this is why we're talking about uh, the spirit today. But in essence, you know, this energy with Jupiter, Jupiter is the planet of abundance of expansion. So what, whenever this, whenever Jupiter is in transit, it expands upon magnifies whatever else is happening in the astros. You got then the influence of Neptune, who Neptune is about our psychic abilities, our subconscious mind. It's it's really beyond the veil of what the physical eyes actually show us. And Pisces is actually exalted in Neptune. So Pisces and Neptune are best friends. And when they are in conjunction, the, the way they are in the skies right now, the energy is like triple fold. You feel it, meaning Pisces is mystical. Pisces is also emotional, can be very emotional aware, but also very emotional distressed. Because if you don't know how to channel the energy or the emotions, then you can go into the low frequency energy part of this type of uh, conjunction, which can be a lot of deception, <clears throat> a lot of uh, escapism, and also an inability to connect to the divine. 
which is exactly what this whole awakening is that is happening right now. And this conjunction is, is a, a renaissance in our own spiritual awakening and our own realization that God does not exist in a building or in another, just in another human being. God is, we're all God and drag walking each other back home. And today we're going to talk about the science of that and the science of you as a spirit. But in essence, what we have been bamboozled or what we have been programmed to believe is that we're all separate and that we are these physical physical bodies that ultimately just go through death. And now that, that's the end of that. When in fact, uh, the root word of death is beginning, right? And how to release that existential crisis that is created through those programs of believing that we're just a physical body. And the other aspect of this energy happening tomorrow, this is why it's an incredible week for manifestation, is that because Jupiter expands, you could, you will receive help from the unknown, not the logical mind, from the highest consciousness from the divinity from god and miracles i am seeing our highest dreams come into manifestation our wildest dreams aligning to that in this physical vessel so what we use how we use this energy is we first understand the planets and what they're doing and when they're doing these rare events and then we apply the work we apply the meditation work to change our frequency thoughts feelings and emotions so that we could align and that's why you would always see our ancestors create rituals. They would have ceremonies. They would connect with nature on these specific dates, which later today I'll be posting more information on my Instagram feed. So y'all can go check it out on exactly how to prepare and what you, you should be doing for this particular transit. So just a few things that you could uh, quickly do are absolutely make sure that you're uh, very, very disciplined tomorrow with taking in some type of inner work. And this is a great time if you've never meditated to actually start a meditation practice, because the problem is, is that you won't be able to connect with the voice of God that's always speaking to us if you don't have a practice of going within, because God is not outside. God is within. And I always say that, especially with my um, coaching clients in the academy and my membership community. It's like, I'm just a vessel that God is working through and channeling the information into you. And you are God herself experiencing herself through you. And you are self-healing by integrating and actually doing the work. You don't necessarily need physical me. It's the energy that you I'm channeling through God that you are receiving, that you are then integrating applying in your life that is allowing the healing so ultimately everybody in my academy and in my membership community they're healing themselves and that's the kind of uh assistance you would need to realize that the power that you're seeking is actually inside of you that it's not outside of you and that's the big awakening that is also happening so preparation for tomorrow Many of us are thinking uh, fasting, making sure we're eating very high frequency foods tomorrow so we can be more of a channel of intuition. The energy is not just going to be tomorrow. This energy is going to be here for a month at least where you can really feel it. So many of us are already receiving a lot of signs, connection with the ancestors and just a different way of communicating with our intuition. The other thing is that we actually <coughs> have specific meditations that you can practice on that specific day. For example, whether you're working on ancestral work or you're working on maybe the wound with your mother or the wound with your father. If you actually go to my YouTube channel, I do have quite a few different uh, varieties of meditation. 
I would say right now is a great time for you to trust your intuition and pick one of those that are on my YouTube channel or go download my free e-guide, which is on my website and also a link below here on Instagram and Facebook. This e-guide gives you a day-by-day weekly mental health plan with an, a, a meditation to assist you. Because the thing is, is that when you start intentions or when you set intentions and you start practices like meditation during these high energy times, you're very, very supported. And what that gives you as a gift, as a benefit is trust. You release the existential crisis of fear of all these things that tell you of, you know, that you're just a physical body and you allow yourself to have that inner peace where you trust more day by day, your path, your destiny, and that you are being guidedly, uh, intuitively guided as well as uh, protected. So start, especially start tomorrow, because this is a very important day to be very aware of our thoughts, to get clear on what we want. And I want you to think bigger than you've ever thought before. Like whatever your vision was, like multiply that times a million fold because tomorrow's energy is going to be so supportive. And I'm telling you already, because I've already been doing a lot of manifestation practices and some really wild things have manifested already in the physical. I can only imagine what's going to happen in the next few weeks. So do the work, stay connected and get clear on what you want because you're going to be highly, highly supported, which is why today I wanted to spend some time in this week to talk about the spirit and to talk about why we need spiritual healing and how to actually do it. And the thing is, is that we're living in such an incredible time where everything is a renaissance. We're having a renaissance in spirituality, in the healthcare system, politically, economically. And this is kind of unique because typically, you know, as human beings, it's one thing at a time. And that's why our nervous systems are feeling it because it's like everything is changing at the very same time. So as it relates to the spirit, we first can understand what this means. And the good news is that there's a lot of science now that has been put out to help us better understand this. And then we can look at what techniques can help us actually get there as it relates to healing the spirit, because holistic healing, which is my approach to healing and those, uh, the women that I help in the academy uh, is holistic, meaning you must address body, mind, and spirit. So if you're having a physical illness, you don't just address the symptoms of the physical body. You address the person as a whole, the mind, which we've been talking a lot about. Last week, we talked about how healing happens only at the level of the mind. Well, the mind, yes, but then we need to take it to the level of the spirit that I was talking about, because the spirit is the one that integrates the experience, the one that can stand outside of the existential crisis of believing that we're just this body having this short time in this incarnation. And then of course the physical comes with that because if you're having physical issues, like some kind of physical disease, it stems from the mind and it's something that the spirit hasn't integrated. So that's why holistic healing, we look at the individual as a whole and apply specific techniques meditation work, spiritual psychotherapy, of course, in miracles, which is what we've been talking about today, we'll be sharing a lesson from there to actually get to those results of bringing the healing fully home. And so the spirit, like I've said, we've had many, many scientists now that have done so many studies around what it means to be spiritual, or if there are even any benefits. And one of the most outstanding um, studies that has happened recently, and this is one that I've shared with you 
before, I'm pretty sure, is that there was a, a scientist that basically gathered, uh, I think it was like 50 participants, or actually it was like 500 participants, excuse me, it was a large group scale uh, study. And so they gathered this uh, study of people and they asked them to rate themselves on whether they considered themselves to be spiritual, meaning like, do you have some kind of practice where you pray or you meditate or you it could even be considered religion, but it didn't have to be religious, right? So many people uh, considered their spirit. That's what sadhana means, a spiritual practice. Sadhana means the spiritual practice you practice every day for yourself, not to impress anyone or to impress God even. It's it's for self, meaning the spirit having this human experience. So it could be uh, also prayer. I heard a beautiful quote at one point that said, you know, Meditation is when you listen to God. Prayer is when you speak to God. So uh, things like that. Other other uh, people considered themselves to be spiritual because they uh, were in connection with their higher consciousness, meaning their intuition with nature, with um, basically states of gratitude or states of happiness. That would be you would probably consider yourself spiritual if you had those uh, elements in your in your characteristics as a being. So they basically did this study and they said, you know, if you consider yourself to be spiritual, put yourself on this side and if you, you're not, then on this side. And then they did studies on the brain. And then what they discovered was outstanding. It was incredibly uh, life-altering because what they discovered was that the people that considered themselves to be spiritual or had some kind of spiritual practice, there was a specific area of the brain that actually turned on a neural pathway that in those that were not spiritual, that were logical mind, which is, yes, we're a society that has been trained to that, they did not have this same neural pathway that turned on in the brain. And what they discovered was that those that had that neural pathway that turned on in the brain were 40% less likely to commit suicide and 60% less likely to even have some kind of addiction. So the ones that didn't have that part of the brain lit up because they didn't have some type of spiritual practice, 60% higher probability or had, or 60% higher probability of having an addiction or many more had addictions, right? 40% more probability of suicide even. And we all know that that's one of the hardest things right now that is really, really hurting humanity. And so what scientists discovered was that having a spiritual practice was beyond the woo-woo, right? The, oh, you know, what everyone kind of can also do with religion, which is the separation or my God is right and your God is wrong, all these dogmas and doctrines. And what they discovered was that having a spiritual practice actually developed well-being as a whole, right? If your brain is functioning, you have less addictions, you're not going to have depression or anxiety that would cause the suicide. So all of these different things. So now we have evidence that the brain is impacted, whether you are somebody who is spiritual or not. And again, we don't want to put ourselves in these boxes of like, well, what is spiritual or what is spirituality? That, that spiritual, the spiritual experience is personal to you and to only you. However, it can only be experienced through experience, meaning you can't read it off of a book. You can't even keep watching the YouTube videos. You have to go within. 
you have to experience it. And that's what the age of Aquarius is. It's realizing God is experiencing herself through you, through the experience, not just because someone told you or because, again, you read it in a book or something like that. It just doesn't work that way, which takes us to the second part of this. So the first part is that the brain now tells us that being having a spiritual practice or being spiritual brings healing to the body, to the mind, and to so much part of the life, right? The second part, and this is the big awakening, and this is the renaissance that's awakening. And a lot of it has to do with now that we have access to tools like Kundalini Yoga, uh, which you, we didn't have access to even 50 years ago. You had to be a king or a queen. Also, many people don't realize that we're also having a renaissance in psychedelics, which we're going to talk about here at the end. Psychedelic Assisted Psychotherapy, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies has been doing this holy work actually since the 80s for a long time. It's just now starting to become mainstream because they finally have gone through many trials and tests on people of the use of things like MDMA, LSD, Mother Ayahuasca, which we'll talk about here at the end, which I myself experienced. Because of this, now the FDA, we're in like the third last stage before the FDA approves MDMA, LSD for the use of psych uh, psychotherapy, of course, under the supervision of a trained individual, as well as with an integration program. We're going to talk about that too. So now we have this big renaissance that's happening that where people have access to tools like these sacred chants, mantras that connect them to their spiritual self, to the divinity. But also we got plant medicine, plant medicine that has been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years by our indigenous ancestors to connect to the higher realms, to connect to to the spirit self, right? So this is inevitable. What is happening right now, and this is why you also see so much distraction from the matrix, right? All the fear mongering, the pandemic, because yes, it was a pandemic. All the things that you see right now, you're going to see that even elevated more, more fear mongering. Why? Because we are elevating as human consciousness we are taking our sovereignty back and our power we are realizing we can self-heal we are realizing we can forgive ourselves and love ourselves and learn through this type of spiritual psychotherapy work that we're not just the physical body one of the most beautiful lessons in A Course in Miracles which is the lesson that we're going to be talking about today dictates or depicts how beautiful the truth is of who we really are we are God herself realizing herself through us. And there's a beautiful lesson, lesson 97 particularly, because what A Course in Miracles does is that it's basically, it's a, a, a course to help you remember, to help you undo the programming. We are not a physical body. We're a spirit and we have the power of the mind that we can learn to neutralize we are basically a mind that is programmed. Even your parents raising you, they did the best they could, right? And they taught you what good or bad was based on their perceptions, based on their upbringing. Many of those things, you may not agree with them anymore about being good or bad. Ultimately, it's the mind that is the real problem of the judgment and even of the belief, because the biggest belief or lie we've ever been told is that we are separate from God. And of course, in miracles, what it does is it's a mind training 
so you can remember the truth. It's written through Christ consciousness. Jesus Christ channeled this information to a psychotherapist. Helen was a psychotherapist for Columbia University. She was a scholar. She was not spiritual, didn't even have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yet Christ came through her to give us these scriptures to help us truly walk that Christ consciousness and remember who we truly are. So that we can release the existential crisis that we all have. The biggest fear right now with the pandemic of what? Transitioning and death. And the real reason we have all those fears is because we have so on, so much unresolved lack of forgiveness, uh, no inner peace in the mind. And even look at the way ancestors are treated today. It's like getting older is not something that's celebrated anymore. I used to be so afraid of getting older. I remember that. It's like we put our older uh, grandparents into these homes or these places where we don't honor their uh, wisdom. We don't want to be bothered by them. All of those things are what the human spirit is really, really toxified with that needs to change and is changing. It starts to change with ourselves because as you heal the relationship with you, you honor yourself, especially in the different stages of your life. You look forward to being a wise ancestor that's able to leave a legacy of wisdom through your own work and through your own energy work that you've done. And so <clears throat> what A Course in Miracles does is that it, it trains the mind to get out of the, uh, the lack of neutrality so that we can, through the psychotherapy work, self-realize how powerful we truly are. And Lesson 97, which is the one I'm sharing with you all this week in the podcast, you can actually go download it in the podcast notes so you have it as a practice because these lessons are meditations. You read them, but they're specific uh, prayers or practices that you do in the morning or in the evening, whatever it tells you, you follow it like it's shown to you. And no, you don't ever have had to have a spiritual practice. You don't have to believe in a specific deity or be religious or not be religious or be, if you're an atheist, welcome. Everyone's welcome to these types of uh, teachings. And so the lesson is beautiful because it actually goes through you understanding that you are a spirit. Now, I've been practicing this work since 2008. I was a, I've been a student of A Course in Miracles since 2008. And I started teaching it uh, in classes about three years ago. It's going to be now three years. Yeah, three and a half years ago, where I started teaching a weekly class. Of course, when I now that I started to teach it, it helps me embody it more. If, if you want to master something, teach it. That's how you really master it. So definitely in the last three years, it, the work has impacted me in a whole other level. And that's in combination with Kundalini Yoga. This is why I always tell the women in my community, it's like you're on a jet back home. And, you know, that's why when they ask, you know, well, what do I do when everything I want is actually happening in my life? You sustain the frequency and you become really grateful because that's the way life should be. Ease and flow, ease and flow, not working against life where everything has to be against you, you know, where you feel like some, the other shoe's going to drop at all times. This, this type of work really takes us deep into the soul. And now this one, I am a spirit. There's a particular actual prayer that's in there that I have on my phone. I'm going to show you my phone, but I don't have it. It's right there, actually. But the prayer for me, what it does is that I have it on my phone as a reminder. And I have like three or four, actually, I have four different lessons that I keep as running reminders on my phone where they just turn on every hour. And this one particularly, 
what I found is that reading it and just saying it, it's gonna take like 10 seconds, it stabilizes the nervous system. It brings me right back to the present moment. It really opens up my heart to release all this anxiety and existential crisis. For me, one of the things that was really, really difficult because I didn't have a stable nervous system and I was identifying so much with the ego and not my true self, I time, time was a big enemy for me. And I was always, I didn't have enough time for anything. I felt like, you know, my schedule, my day-to-day activities, if you're a woman entrepreneur, if you're running your own business, you know how this probably feels, you know? And through this work, I was able to not only stabilize the nervous system, which is cre- what created um, the, the incredible results, but really to just detach from that lack of time mentality and to realize I'm always on time and I always am at the right place at the right time. And that has allowed me to uh, release so much anxiety and to get into like creative flow state versus pushing against because I'm always like, well, there's so much to do. I'm never going to finish. And that's what I find with these beautiful um, prayers that as you read them, they take you out of the you know, illusionary world that you think you are part of and bring you right back into the present, stabilizing the nervous system and reminding you, you know, of your beauty, of your essence. And so this prayer particularly says, spirit am I, a holy daughter of God, free of all limits, safe and healed and whole, free to forgive and free to save the world. And that the most powerful part about all of that is that most of the time when we don't believe we're a spirit, when we believe we're a physical body, the reason that that is, is because we're not forgiving. We're not forgiving ourselves or we're not forgiving someone, right? And because of that, what we're doing is we're creating an illusion of separation. Not only is my brother separate from me, but I am separate from God and maybe I'm even being punished. And we do this because physically or scientifically, we have unstable nervous systems. We don't uh, learn to do like the inner work of meditation to give ourselves oxygen to the brain that's processing a lot of information. We have traumas that are stored physically in the body as memories that don't allow us to feel safe in the body, right? So physically and neuroscientifically with the brain, if you don't have a spiritual practice, remember we talked about in the first section, then you don't even have that <clears throat> oxygen going through that neural pathway, which is just kind of causing higher levels of the fear-based thoughts, right? So scientifically, we understand that. But beyond that, like spiritually, forgiveness means that you have realized, and this is the big sutra. There's five sutras in the age of Aquarius that through Kundalini Yoga, Jogi Bhajan left us. These are ways to thrive and to really live a sovereign life in this new age of consciousness where nothing you did before is going to work in this new age. And one of them is either you see God in everything or you don't see God at all. And I know many of us can think right away, well, how could you say that about a murderer or how am I supposed to forgive my attacker or all of these different things that the mind tells us? The truth is, is that a lot of the times the reason, if not all the times we incarnate into these bodies is for to go through what Christ had to go through, which is what ultimate forgiveness, even being on the cross, crucifying, saying, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And the reason he did that was because he was not in pain. He did not suffer. Religion told us to feel guilty because look what we did to him. Look what he had to do to die for your sins. That's not the truth. 
Christ prepared himself. Jesus Christ prepared himself through his training. There's actually uh, very many uh, scriptures that show him traveling through Egypt and India while he was 12 and to the age of 33, where he was training for this big moment in his life. He knew what he, what he incarnated for. And so he knew how to live beyond the body, beyond thinking he's just the physical body. Why? Because he was able to forgive and see God in everyone, in, in himself first, because he can't see it in someone else if you don't see it in you. See it in himself through forgiveness, release, and through even being crucified, say, forgiven father, they know not what they do. Why? Because he wasn't in pain. He trusted God. He trusted his purpose and his destiny so much that he was able to even say that. And the reason that he knew that was because he knew he wasn't a physical body. He was a spirit having this experience, which is why what he really came to teach all of us was reincarnation and that we're all doing this all the time, as well as when we physically depart the body. We're going to talk a lot about this inside of our spiritual psychotherapy classes this week because Easter is right around the corner. But this is why this spiritual psychotherapy work is so important because you release that, that sense of guilt, of shame, and you start to learn to love yourself. And not only that, forgive yourself, and then you're able to forgive so many others. So when we forgive, then we are living in unity consciousness and wholeness, right? And like I said, a big part of the healing journey is forgiveness, which takes us to that second part we were talking about here. First, the science was the brain. The second part is that the big awakening that is happening is that we're all realizing that we are God realizing herself through us. And it's so interesting because I've, I've had calls with women who have applied for the academy in the last month and in the last week, and all of them had never been spiritual, had never had intuitive nudgings or had never read books like um, yoga or practice yoga or meditation or read books like The Power of Now, like Artolian or A New Earth. But yet in the last year, especially since the pandemic first started, like they just all of a sudden, their hearts have been calling them to this type of work and knowledge and wisdom. And never before they were like exactly like me. I'm, I just started a little bit sooner than everyone else. I mean, my my spiritual awakening honestly has been happening since like 2008, where there was a big peak in my Kundalini awakening back in 2015, which is when I went to work with plant medicines in the Amazon jungle. But I am seeing now that this uh, realization and this big awakening is like taking quantum leaps as it relates to how many people are experiencing the books that they're gravitating towards the work that they're gravitating towards so if you this is someone like if you have felt these awakenings in the last year more than ever you're not alone again it's something that our ancestors always prophesized and always talked about and it's what the matrix is trying to prevent right now because the more that they put you in fear and the more that you believe you're just the body and that you're not a spiritual being having this human experience and that you're powerful, fucking powerful, that you're connected to God at all time, the more that they keep you from forgetting that, the more that they could sell you stuff, make you feel like you're not worthy. And all of that goes back to the problem of the mind. We all have free will. And if we trained our mind into neutrality, not only would we believe that we're a spiritual being having this experience, but we would embody it. We would actually walk the talk, which takes us to the third part of why it's important that we have spiritual healing, which is 
letting go and trust. Ultimately, what I have learned, especially on my journey, is how to be humble. See, I was a logical mind, driven, masculine energy woman that had her life all perfectly planned and everything had to be under her control until it wasn't. Until things started happening in my life that I would call dark nights of the soul that I couldn't understand. And that's when I had to become humble and find the God, the help of God from within. That's where it took me on a deep spiritual practice. And what I've learned now is trusting actually means to let go. And most of us cannot trust or let go because we have unstable nervous systems. We don't meditate. We process information all day like computers, but you think that going to sleep is shutting down? So many of us are so addicted. Our bodies are so addicted to cortisol, adrenaline. Remember, I told you, you turn on that phone, especially in the, in after 6 p.m., your body starts suppressing melatonin. It's thinking, it's daytime, right? It starts releasing cortisol. So now you're really addicted to the stress hormones and you're not processing them. So of course, it's going to be very difficult for you to trust life. Of course, it's going to be difficult for you to let go. Yet letting go and trusting is part of understanding that you are a spiritual being having this human experience and that you're not disconnected from this higher power that's always guiding you. There's this beautiful book and uh, movie now that is called... um, Oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. But in essence, it's about a man who's basically, we see his whole story play out and he's being how his whole life actually is shown how God is guiding him at every single moment of his life, how God has always been there and is showing him the way. And through that connection, he develops such a spiritual connection with God that there's a moment where there's these people that come to actually like want to murder him. And because of his faith, He's actually covered in this energy where they don't see him and he's protected. So he continues to be a beacon of light and hope for God. And there's a lot of stories like this. I just read one yesterday. Uh, There's a testimony on my Facebook and one of my Facebook friends that I didn't even know about, but she's posts this story every year about her son. Her son was uh, having, uh, he was in Germany and he was uh, uh, in, in, in some kind, I don't know if he was in the army or in the marines he might have been in the marines and he basically had this horrible accident where the doctors even had to go in and crush his his uh uh, ribs to get in to try to save him and basically they said he he has died so you need to come over here and she was somebody i think i don't know if she was religious but she definitely believes in god and i believe she mentioned jesus christ as well in her testimony so i'm sure she probably prayed on jesus christ which is wonderful if you have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Like, I'm not saying like God is only in you. If you have that connection with the deity, that's beautiful. Like Jesus Christ humbled me a lot this year. So I I have a huge honor and reverence for Christ as well as I do for other gods and goddesses or, or deities that have guided me in my life. But she was talking about how she had this prayer and, and she believed and she believed and she got to the hospital in Germany where her son was And uh, not only did he awaken from being dead, but he, all of his insights were completely like healed. It's like his ribs were not crushed. Like he had never had any of these um, life-threatening injuries. And 
she's like one of my friends on Facebook. And I know that the story is true is because many of her family members and friends comment every year she posts this story and they comment on, on how amazing this has been and how he's writing a book and all this different stuff. And, you know, and one of the things that she mentions is that is just the trust and the ability to let go and to know that, you know, it doesn't matter what you're up against if you have this surrender and if you have this trust. But again, we're a society that has been trained into the logical mind. We're a society that doesn't believe in miracles. Even Einstein said, if, if you can believe life is one big miracle or it's not, again, untrained mind, we have free will. Which side of the, of the experience of this reality do you want to experience? right that's a choice and no one's judging of course you get to decide and so the third aspect of that of, of understanding yourself as a spiritual being is the letting go and the trusting and that only happens again as you develop a stable nervous system as you learn to basically train the mind which takes us to what are the two ways that we can bring spiritual healing in our life well of course the one way that I've mentioned already is we are having a renaissance in uh, plant medicine and spiritual uh, and psychedelics, like I've said, have been used for hundreds of years for spiritual healing, for uh, spiritual evolution, for spiritual connection. And the only problem that I see with that is, and believe me, I'm a huge uh, I appreciate plant medicines and I would always uh, promote them especially with the work that MAPS is doing right now. When I went to the Amazon jungle, I first was, I was there 17 days. And I first started in the high mountains in the Andes in Cusco, Cusco, uh, Peru. And there I actually worked with uh, plant medicine known as um, uh, San Pedro. Now San Pedro is a very masculine energy. And the, the reason why I believe someone like me, not everyone can practice plant medicines because it can create a psychic shock. And I, me, I'm a, I know myself really well. And astrologically, I'm a Pisces moon and Pisces moons are very, very into the mystical. They're very into the beyond what the physical I see. So now I understand myself. I'm a Capricorn, which is crazy because I get shit done and um, I can be very logical minded, but yet being a Pisces moon kind of balances me out where I can then take that spiritual and bring it into the material, into the 3D and make something of it. This is why now I understand the Sovereign Woman Academy and everything that I'm doing with my life. But when I was in, in, in Peru, San Pedro for me was very, very um, heart opening, but it wasn't an easy ceremony at all. It was very, very, um, I cried a lot. And I, most of the time I was just feeling very, very sick. Yet when it was over, that's when I started to feel the effects of what had happened. At one point, I remember during our ceremony, we were up in the mountains of the Andes and they took us to this uh, temple. We had uh, shamans with us, as well as a beautiful teacher who I, I love and admire all the work that she's doing in the world right now, who took us into these sacred temples on the very top of these high mountains. And we had a divine feminine healing energy, uh, healing energy ceremony in there. And although that experience was life-changing, it was life-altering, uh, it was very difficult for me to integrate everything that happened there. Because what followed was after we left San Pedro, the San Pedro ceremony, two days later, we went into deep into the jungle of the Amazon. 
in Peru. It's a town called Iquitos. And literally there's no one around you. And by the way, um, uh, everything that we do inside the Academy and Satori Wellness and Spirituality, 11% goes to the nonprofit foundation, Sovereign Planet Foundation, which was uh, founded by my son. And right now we're working on creating water solutions for them and their homes, regenerating their homes because the jungle floods their entire uh, uh, homes every year. It's very sad. But um, going there to the jungle and working with Mother Ayahuasca was even more like heart opening. Like you, I couldn't, con- you can't control what happens there. There are people there. I went there with a group, right? And um, there are, were men there, big men, bigger than me that couldn't even drink the second time in ceremony because we had four different ceremonies. The second time they couldn't even take the medicine. And the reason is, is because the first time it kicked their ass that bad because what happens with this medicine and there's a lot of actual science behind it too like the effects the very positive effects it does on the brain they're studying it a lot for like veterans because we all know that 22 veterans commit suicide every day i mean that's really horrible and these types of medicines have been brought to uh bring the healing fully home um the the brain changes chemistry but the thing is is that the subconscious mind all of the barriers from your traumas not just in this lifetime but many lifetimes they they are dissolved and you're basically naked and you're forced to face it and the ceremonies they last between i mean you have no control for like four to six eight hours sometimes you're you are literally navigating your entire subconscious facing all of your fears and then purging you know it makes you uh, throw up physically it makes you feel not so good so that's what i'm telling you it's not for everyone especially what i have seen and this is the most important part because i know there's a big renaissance out there people don't respect the medicine meaning they don't prepare for it you have to be under dieta and clean from inside no pharmaceuticals no drugs you know on all these different things right because it can take a negative effect on your on your experience as well as on your um on what happens afterwards the other thing that's so important i think that people forget is that there has to be an integration program afterwards that's why i believe that for me it works so efficiently and it didn't bring the healing home because when i came back from the from peru to the west i actually was still drinking alcohol i couldn't actually you know when we left there was a man who was a professor in the university of peru and he sat next to us on the plane i mean i could i'm i'm eventually going to write a book on all of this but he literally like grabbed my husband's hand and and he told him you know your journey is just beginning he said be ready because when you get back to your life there are going to be some serious things you're going to have to face and uh, don't worry you're going to overcome them but it's not going to be easy and i just want you to understand that and he was saying a lot more things which was, you didn't even believe him we were just like, whatever. We were in such high frequency. Like, you know, we had just done plant medicine. The the ceremonies, the three, first three ones were very difficult. The fourth one was finally just heart opening. I saw so many solutions to a lot of things that I needed to work with. But again, I still had to do the work to actually make it happen. And sure enough, when we got back to the West, when we got back to our lives, we each went through a near-death experience because I went with my husband and my two sons as well. So I had a near-death experience. My husband had a near-death experience. My son, 
both of my sons had near-death experiences. All that pressure that was happening in my life, it was so much that the only way that I could resort was still to drink. And I remember the day specifically where I said, God, I need you. I need you to help me. So much happened over there. I don't even know how to apply it in my life, but I need something. I need your help. And that day, that's when Kundalini Yoga came into my life. And when I found Kundalini Yoga, I went to, to my first class and it was like I was back in the Amazon jungle, like if I was drinking Mother Ayahuasca. And it just completely allowed me to fully understand and rebuild my subconscious, right, to integrate all the lessons that I had been taught in the jungle and see most people they go have the experience and then they come home back to their normal lives no integration without any integration it's just going to be another passing experience it's just going to be like you read a book and you forgot about it again and that's where I want people to really understand not only is there pre-preparation work but there's also post preparation work that you have to take very seriously and this is the same for mdma for lsd for cannabis marijuana i've had many mystical experiences with the use of marijuana for me marijuana absolutely opens up my heart and can connect me to the divinity so practicing with things like that it's how you use them it's how you approach them with ritual with respect right with Thank you for the messages. Thank you for whatever is coming through these, um, through, these, uh, through these energy frequencies. Because if you don't, I'm just letting you know that you could have a really negative effect, not only in your psyche, but physically, of course, spiritually. Instead of allowing you to move forward in your spiritual evolution, you can really set yourself back. But yes, absolutely, psychedelics and psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy and plant medicine is absolutely one pathway to, to spiritual healing. Again, you need the integration tools, which takes us to the second part. The second way that we can approach spiritual healing is what we're doing here today. Of course, with the Course in Miracles spiritual psychotherapy, where you're able to stand outside of the story that you keep telling yourself of who you are. But beyond that, with Kundalini Yoga. That's where Kundalini Yoga completely saved my life and my son's life. We both went into teacher training for eight months. That just absolutely allowed us to come back into our bodies to help us understand what was happening and to be able to share this with our families because my husband has a daily practice. My other son has a daily practice as well. And the thing about Kundalini Yoga is that you, you crown yourself. It's the yoga of awareness. And one of the most important things about uh, meditation or yoga. That's what yoga is. Uh, Kundalini yoga and meditation, I always call it because a lot of people think meditation is you just sitting down. I mean, meditation could be chanting, meditation could be walking. So don't get so caught up on, on the terminology. But specifically, Kundalini yoga is the science of energy. So what it allowed me to do was basically integrate all the emotions. What's What are emotions? Energy and motion that I had uh, basically experienced in the jungle and allowed me to create uh, miracles, which were what? Shifts in perception about what had happened in my life, what was happening now and where I needed to go. That's how you change your destiny. Your thoughts, your feelings and emotions comprise your reality that are pointing you and directing you to your destiny. When you practice kundalini yoga and meditation, you change your thoughts, feelings, and 
emotions, you change your DNA structure. That was so important for me that you ultimately change your destiny. So that to me became my key because mother ayahuasca gave me like the, the key to open the door, but I still have to walk in, open the door every single day of my human experience. So Kundalini yoga has become the energy source, the pathway to then walk into the door of higher consciousness. Because when you when you work with plant medicines, yes, they're life changing. Yes, they can work on the brain and healing the brain, absolutely. But the the you're not going to stay in that state of consciousness for your whole life, right? You're you're going to have to come back down into your body, and that's where Kundalini yoga becomes that tool. And quite honestly, I mean, that was one of the things that Jogi Bhajan said all the time. Like, let me show you how to get high, you know, through meditation, which you can do, but you also shouldn't judge yourself. If you are also someone like me that went and the route of also working with plant medicines that I still work with plant medicines many times throughout my life. And I will say that maybe in the future, I actually was talking to my husband about possibly going back to the Peruvian jungle and working with plant medicines a little bit longer. One of the things that I actually wanted to do was actually um, the shaman that I worked with, he offered to like keep uh, help us train more in shamanism and, and plant medicine and, and really learn how they make the the medicina and to stay there for longer periods of time so that we can understand it. I believe that like Dr. Gabe Matero, oh my gosh, I'm butchering his name. I know I am, but he's a doctor who um, works specifically with trauma. He now does uh, retreats in Peru and in the jungle where he combines trauma uh, work as well as plant medicine work. And we're going to be seeing this more and more and more. So if it's uh, something that you've been kind of connecting with, don't think it's weird or don't think you're weird. It's just things like that, as well as like Kundalini yoga and meditation, all these different things are, are calling to humanity to help them in the spiritual healing that we all need. So there are different pathways. I uh, definitely not for everyone to go one way or the other way or only pick one. You have to learn that one of the things about sovereignty is knowing what's right for you. And if your heart tells you it's right for you, then it's something that uh, will align you with uh, truth, then go for it. Uh, especially do not hold back in this lifetime where we have all of these opportunities to actually do this. So as you can see, it's not that really difficult to understand how we really are a spirit having this human experience. It's also not that difficult to actually see how spiritual healing can happen. It's either from introception, going within, to be able to stand outside of the stories that completely tell you that you are just this physical body, that you're your traumas, that you are your lack of worthiness, all these different things, or that you can start telling the new narrative by especially applying spiritual psychotherapy work like A Course in Miracles. And like I said, you can download that lesson for this week on Spirit Am I, I Am a Spirit, and also applying the energy work to help us release the programming of the subconscious mind of what we think we are, connect more to spirit, and turn on that spiritual pathway, that neural pathway in the brain that gets turned on only if you have 
a daily sadhana or a, or not daily, I would say, but you, if you have a spiritual practice or a sadhana of some kind. So go check out uh, my e-guide to get you started, especially during this time, you know, this Jupiter Saturn conjunction and start, start especially today because you are going to be so supported. And like I said, for me, this entire week has been like an entire mother ayahuasca experience. I, the downloads, the physical things I've been seeing just add so much, um, more fun to it but uh never have i been this connected and just hearing god so loudly so align yourself with this beautiful energy your wildest dreams can become a reality when you move out of the way and you allow the divinity to show you just how powerful you truly truly are so lots of prayers for all of you as we embark on this beautiful conjunction tomorrow tuesday if you're listening to this on monday if you're listening to this later, it's the energies will still be here for the entire month. So be very conscious and mindful and aware this month. Allow yourself to hear what the divinity is trying to get to you because you can move mountains. You are so, so powerful and especially during this week. So go check that out. Now on Wednesday, since we're talking about the divinity and God herself and us understanding ourselves as spirit. I will be back at noon live for those that catch these live. And I will be sharing with you the most powerful mantra and how to use it in meditation that connects us to the divinity that literally opens up the ecstasy of knowing the God within us. So join me on Wednesday at noon so I can share this meditation with all of you. And of course, stay grounded tomorrow. Absolutely plan some time for meditation. And if you need a meditation, go download my e-guide to get you started or go to my website, uh, Veronica Parragan. I am, you can find some more resources in there, my YouTube channel, several meditations in there, including an ancestral karma meditation, a meditation to heal the mother wound, meditation for the subconscious. So there's quite a few in my YouTube channel that you can practice, but especially practice one tomorrow. And especially if you can do it in the morning, this will give you much more impact. So thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for your beautiful love and hearts. And if you all have any questions at all about these transits or anything we've been talking about, feel free to DM me. I've been receiving some of your DMs and I just want to thank you for that as well. Don't be shy. I know this, a lot of this stuff, um, there's no wrong questions, I promise you, because I know some of you are like, well, is this a dumb question? No, it's not. <laughs> so just send me whatever questions you have and I'll be able to help you. Have a blessed conjunction tomorrow. Remember who you are and remember you're so supported on this beautiful journey. Satnam, everyone.